Welcome to the HorrorCon Lounge. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Kristen. And today we have another special guest. His name is Xander Goldman. I'm sure you've heard about him before we talk about him on the podcast a lot. <laughs> He's our friend from Macabre Mountain. Yeah. And writer, Xander- actor, producer, and truly a friend. So we're yep. really happy to have him today. So Xander, introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I think you guys said most of everything there. I'm Xander Goldman. I make movies or try to. I I act, um, produce uh, movies, and um, do a bunch of other things. I had very good success on Indiegogo, my last uh, project there from Macaw Mountain, and I'm very thankful for everyone that donated, including you two. So very thankful. Once again, um, I appreciate it very much. And it's, you know, the generosity of the horror fans and the, the, you know, just basic people that donate for these indie projects that make them go. Because I would say, oh, 90, 95% of them would not be able to be created and see the, the light of day if it wasn't for people like yourself donating. So thank you very much. Once again, appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. So I know our listeners heard this a couple weeks ago when we talked to Jeremy Hirsch about Macabre Mountain, but can you tell us a little bit about um, the premiere that's coming up? I think in when this episode airs, it'll be in two weeks. Great. So I have some information about that. So Friday, October 13th, it's going to be at the Cranford Theater in Cranford, New Jersey. We have 530 will be the red carpet and 6 30 will be the show time and then the following day of course is the 14th saturday october 14th it will be at the village at sopak theater in south orange new jersey 2 15 p.m will be the red carpet and 3 15 will be the show time so if anyone is interested in going or has any questions about it they can um direct message me on facebook and i will respond or if they would like to order tickets and don't don't want to talk to me they can just (laughs) contact jeremy hirsch you can contact him on facebook as well his email is just jeremy at stagmountainfilms.com yep and if you're having any issues getting a hold of Xander or Jeremy, definitely reach out to Kristen or myself, and we will definitely get you in touch with who you need to talk to to make that happen. Correct. Yes, yes. So those, um, we are selling VIP tickets for both shows for, um, you know, both days, and we want to have, you know, a good experience for everyone. So um, please purchase a ticket and come out if you can, if you're free those two days. Yeah, it's a super fun date too. The at least the thirteenth. I think it's a good weekend to have um, a horror premiere. Yeah, and it's not you know your typical Friday the thirteenth. It's something different. Plus, yeah. Kristen and I will be there too, so you get to see all of us. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we picked the Friday the thirteenth. That was just kind of a cool thing. It just worked out uh, perfectly for that. So um, it'll be a good night for you know horror and independent movies and good friends and good times absolutely so tell us like how did you come up with the story of macabre mountain like do these things just come to you or was there any type of inspiration behind it 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 was more of it 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 came to me because my friends in west virginia the ringers uh josh and adam they have a haunted house attraction so in, in my normal life, I, I'm, I do business with them for many years. And this is a story that I, I don't, you know, tell often, but it's, it's the truth. Um, Josh bought this big parcel of land because that's sort of what he does. He, he does many things, but he, he buys land and um, timbers it. He, he cuts trees and sells it. So that's part of his, his life, his business. So he bought this big tract. I, I I don't know how many acres. I forget. I think it's, it was over 1,200. And he was just talking to me about it. And he said that there's this house on basically the one corner of the land 
that someone lived in many years ago and it's sort of run down and basically abandoned and it and it came with the property and he said well i'm going to turn it into a haunted house attraction and i said you are and he says yeah i think it would be kind of cool instead of taking a bulldozer and just running it over I said make it into a haunted house attraction give people jobs give people some some entertainment i think it'll be great so we ended up doing that and i and i looked where the haunted house was and and i when i, I was there um looking at it and i said you you have cornfields behind it and he said yeah the the cornfields were there from the previous owner um they were growing and i love cornfields in 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 movies and in horror movies in in general um cornfields are great now now my little brain starts working i see a haunted house i see a cornfield cornfields and i said how how much is you know behind this you know woods and everything he says well yeah you can drive back there and it's all kinds of you know just cool little places i think there was some type of little lake thing and and now i'm thinking wow you know this is this is great to film a movie and i was asking him about i said is there anywhere to stay here and then he started mentioning a, a gentleman Robbie Martin, who helped out the film a lot, he says, yeah, a guy in town, Robbie Martin, has a a hotel. Okay, now now we have a place to stay, potentially. Because um, hotel and lodging costs can be very, very expensive and very oh, yeah. um, dragging on a, on a movie. So, okay, got that done. And I said, well... I said, your your mom has the diner, right? He says, yeah, she still has it. I said, do you think she can make food for the um, movie we're down in? He said, yeah, I, I don't see why not. She she can certainly make you guys some food. Now we got, you know, location, and the, and he talked about other locations too. But you know, the main location, you know, he he said I could use it with all the stuff. Then we have a place to stay. Now we got food, and it and it just come come together like that. So that's that's basically how um, it all came about. It's more of basically the locations came to me, and then the the movie was sort of created from the availability of those locations. That's fun. Um, that was really cool. I, I just thought it was a really cool idea to film a movie at a um, haunted house attraction. So, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, they write out a script and then they try to piece it together with the locations and look for the perfect location. Yeah. So it's interesting that you actually found the perfect location first and then the rest kind of came to you from there. It went backwards. Yeah, the, it went backwards. That. The locations came to me. Like I, I didn't have an I specific idea, but the locations came to me, and I basically that's what created the movie was the availability of the locations, not really a, a specific story I had in mind. So that's, that's really fun. Cool. Yeah. So Felissa Rose is also involved. In a lot of people out. are involved. Yeah, there's a ton of people involved, but I know Felissa helped you out a lot with this movie. What was your relationship with her prior to the movie? And then how was your relationship as the movie occurred? Um, so relationship beforehand, Felicia was in my movie Massacre Academy and she did a great job. With, uh, Dave Sheridan. Dave Sheridan was also in that movie. And we were in a couple other things together. So we, we just kept in touch. Fliss is a nice person. And, you know, we talked often. Um, and I, I said, I really wanted to do, you know, a movie that was my own. So we, we just talked and we got some really great people involved and it just, and it just happened. Um, Felissa on the set, is the star everyone loves felissa so a story that i've told before 
you know, I'm, I'm doing a hundred different jobs. I'm tired. And I come, we ate in the hotel uh, bar, like the lounge area. And we'd have the food catered in, into that area. So every night we tried to eat there. So I come dragging in, you know, through the doors, I'm carrying some stuff and I'm, I'm, I, I think I was trying to put drinks in the cooler. It was a cooler in the back and, you know, I'm just moping along. You're trying to get these drinks into the cooler. And I know a couple people like, were like, Hey, hey. hi, Xander. And I'm like, Oh, hi. So I put the, the drinks in, I come back and I'm doing a couple other things. Melissa, you know, it's like the, the door when, when she was outside, the doors coming in the lounge, it's like the doors open for themselves. Like, like she magically made the doors open. Like she was like a princess and the doors come open and she comes in, she was like floating and smiling and, and everyone stands up and is like, Melissa, Melissa's here, everyone. And they're hugging each other and jumping in the air. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow. I, I, I wish I could be like that one day, maybe 10% of that. I would be happy with that. But, you know, Felissa comes in and everyone's hugging her and, you know, they're dancing and, but, you know, you know, poor Xander, when he come in, you know, I think I got two people to say hi and wave, but <laughs> Felissa, Felissa is the show. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves Felissa hundred percent. How did you go about, I'm not sure if you had a hand in this or who was responsible for this, but how did you go about casting for your movie or picking who would be in your movie? Not only, you know, you've got names like you said, Felissa, Dave Sheridan, Robert Mukes. You also have Elsie Holt from Your Next. Hannah Fierman is in it. You've got a, a bunch of people in it. And then also you have lesser known people like our friend Bryn is in it. Um, Jeremy Hirsch, like, how did you go about casting for this movie? Um, well, I am going to tell you a secret that I did not do any casting. So basically, the movie was all friends. So. That's friends, even better. Yeah, friends that, um, you know, Felissa knew, Dan Kearney is a friend he helped get we'll, we'll say hollywood friends that have been in stuff like your hollywood names that you're talking about um they're the they're the ones that sort of got them so there was really no auditioning or, or necessarily casting and i would say most of them i once the script was done i presented it to them and we talked about you know what a potential part would would be for them right so we we kind of collaborated on you know what what parts are you know of course available and what's left and what might like what would you like to play um so that usually doesn't happen some of the some of the roles we suggested hey we would we would think that you might like this role would you want to do it and they would read over it and say yes, or potentially they would want another role. And, you know, there was no, um, it's, it's either this or, or nothing. Right. So th those are the, like Robert Mukes, Elsie Holt, Hannah Fearman, um, Felissa, Dan, they basically looked at the script and we talked about it and they more or less pick their role or had a you know a big hand in um what they would you know what they would want or, or change the script a little bit for them the any anyone like um indiegogo people uh so if you donated you you don't have to audition there's there's no auditioning so if you donated we we figured out you know an agreed agreeable role, and you you have it. There's no there was no aud auditioning or or really, we didn't have any open casting calls or anything. So, I guess I'm the only person that ever did anything like that. We didn't have any casting calls. We didn't have any auditions. 
auditions make me very nervous when I do an audition. Um, I, I just, I just, I really don't like doing it because I'm not, I'm not in a place. I'm not, I don't have other, you know, I don't have like a scene partner, like that's in the scene. We're not, we're not in a cornfield. We're not the haunted house. We're, we're not in a, um, you know, a diner doing a scene. I, I'm just sitting at my home trying to, you know, basically pretend that's where I am with, you know, a scene partner or different people. And it's, it's just very, very stressful doing auditions. So I, I didn't feel the need to do that. And we didn't, we didn't have any auditions. It's awesome. That's amazing. I feel like that probably cultivates a really good environment on the set being that everyone is kind of friends and wanting to be there for more than just a job like they want to be a part of something like this it probably had a very good environment where everyone was friends and knew each other sort of i there was a lot of people that didn't know each other and they made friends yeah right yeah and that's what i i i wanted is is friendship i've been on some other sets and i think that was that was lacking is is friendship and that's the number one thing is people having a good time enjoying themselves um i i'm not making star wars i'm not making stranger things um it's not to uh, you know we all wish for terrifier but it's not terrifier so you never know um, yeah, you never know right um <laughs> but you know i wanted people to have you know a, a good time and then enjoy themselves and uh, i said you know if if, if you you know, make a mistake. We can, we can, we can film it again. It, it's not a, a super big deal. Most of the stuff is, is, you know, low pressure. We can film it again. And and sometimes if, if you make a mistake, just keep on going and it, it ends up, you know, turning out to be, you know, wonderful. And we'll use it. Right. Right. Now I know you did both acting and behind the film or behind the scenes behind the camera i guess is what i'm trying to say um in the film which was easier which was more difficult which did you prefer any experiences that were you know stood out in each role so basically down there i was we could say i was like the producer a producer hmm. or the main producer i was also the basically the locations manager because i'm i'm the only one that knew the locations down there so i had to tell everyone well this is this is where these things are um and i was also contact because it was basically my responsibility if if something needed to be done i was the one that people had to come and say hey you know, we need this or this has to go on or this is a problem. I was the one that went to, um, you know, with with the ringers, went to the police. Um, also, Robbie Martin, talking about him again, he is a um, representative. He's a West Virginia state representative. So, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't enforce the laws, but I would go to him uh, just for example. And we talked about filming in the town. I asked him, can we film in the town? He said, yes. I said, do I need a permit or, or talking to you know, any, any, anyone about anything? And he says, no, you don't need a permit. And just, um, you know, kind of let me know what you're doing, just the basics. You don't you don't run around and and not give me an idea of of when and where you're you're doing everything. Just you know, just let me know. And I I wanted to do that anyways, but just let me know what you're doing and right. um you know when and where. And I, and I said, well, we plan on shooting on basically the side of the street and the sidewalk. I said, this is my thoughts. We cannot stop traffic like whatever we're doing we we can't we can't stop traffic you have to let we have to let the traffic go by we're not we're not going to do that now we might do something and it, it might be one second 
over and then we you know get out of the way or something like that but we're not going to stop traffic for more than a you know couple seconds if that if it's basically almost an emergency right we have to let the traffic go you know go by and, and, and flow normally and that's the same with the sidewalk we can't block the sidewalk if people are walking up and down the sidewalk we got to hurry up and finish the scene and and let them go by so beautiful he said there's there's no problems with with any of that um the the police we talked to the police um i talked to the police and they basically said um you know we need to know what time you are going to because in the the one scene i i have police lights on top of my picture vehicle the truck and and they are they are flashing so that's to let everyone know that's a big no-no you you really um have to be very very careful of of doing that anywhere in the public public if you're filming um you know kind of be respectful the the police really frown upon doing anything like that they they you might have to get permits or you have to get their permission or both so went to them described what we're going to do we went on this um it's i do believe it's part of it's still a public road but it's there's no traffic on it there's like one building that was there and they're not there most of the time i, I don't know what they were they might have something to do with like a sawmill or something Okay. But they weren't there after, I think, 4 or 5 p.m. So there was no one on the road. And it, it was a dead end. Um, but I had to go there, explain to the police what we're going to do, what times, um, who's going to be doing what. And they gave, you know, they're, they're okay to do that. Um, but that was that was a little bit trickier because they, they just, they, they don't, don't want, um, you know, people running around with, uh, you know, the blue and red lights on, that's kind of an, uh, you know, you don't, you don't do that. That's, um, something it's, it's basically illegal. Um, unless you get their, their, your blessing to do it and they have an understanding of what's going on. Um, I know we originally talked about blocking off a road, but to do that, you would, you would need, um, I think, I think they wanted policemen at both ends to block off the road. And then there's people living on the road. And I, I, I just think that didn't, didn't work out. That was too much of, too much of a hassle for everyone. So this road we chose was basically a short road that's um, I don't know if, if part of it's public and part of it's private, but the private part, we asked for permission, the public part, we talked to, like I said, the policeman and we had it, it had, a, it had a fence. So we, you know, basically the fence wasn't allowing a bunch of people to come in there and it, it, it was in the middle of nowhere. But um, my, my point is just, it's it's a lot to do even one simple thing like that is just drive up and down the road with you know the police lights on it it took a lot of uh planning permission phone calls go to the police ask everyone um so getting back to your question i got i got off on a tangent um i enjoy the acting a lot better i do believe my preferred thing to do as in what what do i think i accomplish better in my skill set it, it's it's the locations and getting things done on time talking to the police not negotiating with them but saying you know here's what we're going to do um we're going to do it after this time do you want us to not do something do you want us to to do certain things and and we got it done so the other location didn't work out going up and down the road so you moved to plan b um 
So I think that was a lot better. Very cool. I know, uh, not going to give it away completely, but we have a helicopter. In, in I was going to ask so, about that. <laughs> yeah, that we got a helicopter in the movie, and that that was part, part of what do I think I did best, and that's seeing what was available and then make it happen. The helicopter was sort of not a direct thing planned for the movie, but it, it come about, and then I made it happen, you know, with some you know uh grace of josh ringer so he helped me out a lot on that but he was mentioning to me and i was like wait a minute helicopter and then we made it happen we we sort of sort of changed the script a little bit not too much but you know things like that i think i'm good at more than let's say acting so okay but i enjoy that i enjoy you know making making the helicopter happen I, I think that's something that that's you know amazing and i'm i'm proud of that you know everyone uh you know chipped in we figured out we have something and then we we changed changed some times changed some scenes changed the script a little bit and and now we have it so i i think it's um you know something beautiful for on the screen and especially for a you know indie project that has limited funds yeah, that's super um, fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I love I love hearing the behind the behind the person in a sense, you know, what you had to go through to do filming. A lot of that stuff I think gets taken for granted, overlooked, not even thought of. So to hear it from your point of view, for me, it's you know, really cool and definitely interesting. Right. One hundred percent. Yeah, I wasn't feeling well, you know, the whole entire time. I was I was stressed. And that's why I say, you know. I would say my acting wasn't the best for that. And, but, you know, other things like producing that was, I would say was better, you know, the helicopter, um, the, the truck I was driving, the TRX, which is um, Josh Ringer's truck. I was so going to ask, is I, that your I, truck? <laughs> it's gorgeous. No, no, that's it. His truck. Um but I asked him many months before that. Um, he had a white one. I don't want to tell you know secrets. He had a white one, and then he sold it. And I got, I asked him, "Can I use it in the movie?" And this is way months, 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 months right. before September we started filming last year. And he said, "I sold it." And I was like, "Oh man, you know." I was like, oh, "Why'd you do that?" You know, it's his truck. He can do whatever he wants. He said, "No, I'm <laughs> gonna get a blue one." So then he ends up with a blue one. And I was like, this is kind of better. And then yeah. um, I told him when I need to use it the days. And he 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 drove it often. And I was like, oh, Josh, this thing got some mud on it. So I actually, I know at least twice, I probably took two or three hours and I, and I washed it and I waxed it. And I got all the mud off of it as I could. I probably spent. 25 30 40 dollars at the the car wash keep putting the quarters in um and and getting the you know getting all the mud off of it um because there's a truck and he and that's you know it's his truck and it's you know it's it's muddy for his his job and in his normal life that's just it's just got muddy oh, it is yeah. so i was washing it out washing out the underneath and um getting all the, the mud mud and just general debris and right off of it uh from underneath and everything and i washed it and waxed it and put tire cleaner on it so um if you see the truck all nice and sparkly i i really worked hard on on getting it ready to be well um, i was going to say i ready. can't i've only seen obviously like the 55 second trailer or whatever is out there on the um indiegogo page but my favorite part of the, and I love how well I feel like everyone used to, there was no casting, but I feel like a lot of the roles, Robert Mukes, I feel like fits his character from what you see. Dave Sheridan plays that part again from what you see so well. He's hilarious. Same thing with Felissa. But my favorite part of the trailer that I've seen is you in that one section. We see you and Ashley um, in the truck. Well, like the truck is in the scene. And it's, you know, it is, it's yes. sparkling, it's pristine, but you like hop in the truck and you're yes. like, we're going to murder on Macabre Mountain. And that's just, 
it just hits so different and I'm so excited to see it. That's my absolute favorite part of the trailer. So I'm just excited to see what you bring to the film. So, um, yes. So when we got the, the Ashley scene that you're talking about, when we got done with it, um, I know that the director, Tony Walters, and I think someone else said it just about the, the um, same time when we get, he, he said, cut. He said, that's, um, what did he say? That's, that's going to be the, the main clip in the trailer. And I love it. It's, it literally. Yeah. It's so so he, good. he agreed. The director and a couple other people agreed. He said that, that is the main clip of the trailer right there. He said, that's, that's the best, you know, little clip that we're, we're going to show. Yeah. And so your so hard he, work he, washing he agreed the truck with yep. doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> <It> looks great. <laughs> right 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 yeah so I, i'm not you know the truck was fine but i was like you know there's probably one time in my life that i'm going to get to drive you know this truck is a picture vehicle and i said i'm 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 just gonna wash it and wax it and um but that's that's you know stuff that's not acting you know it's like right. the producing work well i wanted the truck to look look a certain way so I, I drove it to the car wash and washed right. it off twice and, you know, waxed it and bought the tire cleaner. And I think the guy at the, the auto parts store thought it was crazy because I, um, what was it in Home Alone where he bought all these supplies and, you know, come up to the cash register. And I looked like the little kid from Home Alone. I had all this stuff, you know, you know, car towels. I bought these expensive like fiber car towels, the to wipe it off with and uh you know all these tire sprays um glass cleaner um you know vinyl cleaner so i bought all this stuff but i, I think in the end it looked it, it did look good in in that scene you know with us so but yeah it's there's there's a lot of stuff that people don't know that um go on to make movies the way they are so and, and there's a lot of love in independent movies that that um come out like the helicopter the truck um i'm trying to think some other some other things that were uh there there's there's one scene i can't talk about it it happened well there's two scenes that happened by accident but just just in like you well, they um wasn't you know big hollywood money things they they just you know happened and it's a lot of love and um you know behind the scenes things that make those uh special moments happen yeah that's amazing do you have a question for him Okay. So something that I've been curious about since the beginning, and I guess now an interview is the best time to ask, why did you opt for no nudity in the movie? Is that something, did it just not fit or was there a particular like legality with it? What was the reasoning behind that? So a couple things, couple things. Um, I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. I can't remember his name, but I'm, I'm trying to give him credit. Uh, he's a he's a guy at a, at a distribution company. That's fine. I mean, if you think of it later, read we read something. Yeah, put it in the show notes after. Well, I, yeah, I'm trying to give him credit. Um, it's not Redline, but anyway, anyways, just getting into the story. So a distributor talked to me. This is this is years ago about things, and I thought, and he told me a story. He he was very nice to me and, and talked to me about this. He said we talked about nudity, and this was about actually about Massacre Academy, which there is no nudity. Um, and he was explaining that basically if i sign with him or any other dis distribution company if you have nudity in it 
some of his potential clients would not want that. So he says, actually having nudity and stuff actually hurts you because I can't sell it to some of my, my clients, my avenues. They, they don't, they're, they're not going to be interested. They're going to pass on it. Okay. So I thought it was the opposite way. I thought if you potentially had nudity. Right. And I feel like that's a common thing that people think of, you know, it's always, they feel like horror movies must include nudity, you know? Well, that's, that's I sort of thought that way. And then when I was talking to him, he says, no, it actually, in the end, distribution wise in in the fact of what i can take and talk to these different different clients of mine or avenues when i present it if it has nudity he said more than likely that hurts your film in in the capacity of me trying to uh sell it okay interesting to these these avenues he said it's gonna hurt you it's not gonna help you he said back in the the 80s with with the vhs tapes he said if you were you know a a guy going to whatever blockbuster or or, you know rental place and you would see some you know this movie has nudity in it or somehow know about it um he said that would help you in the fact but it's a little little bit that's a lot different now that would be the rental right you know you're renting that va v vhs tape you're Mm -hmm. renting it or you're buying it it's it's a little bit different because blockbuster would buy so many tapes or dvds and that's how you know you you sort of made money back then um so he said back then if it it did that helped you a lot especially with horror movies it helped you a lot with uh you, you know guys going to the the store and that's what something you you would you would rent Right. But he says now it's not so much that it's not like that anymore. But the the case is non nudity is actually better. Oh, um, interesting. Good. That's what he said. That's his his opinion. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean that um, sounds legitimate. <laughs> I'm sure there was a reason um, behind it. This so I was just curious what it was. So that well, well, that's one of the things I didn't want to have it anyway, but that. That's an industry professional telling me, you know, his his business, you know, as a distributor, what what's going on. And, you know, I. I, 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 I believe him. Yeah. So that was one thing I, I didn't really want to have it in there anyways. I just I just. I, I didn't feel comfortable and I want I sort of wanted everyone. To be welcome the whole time, I, I, I didn't want um you know someone that if their kid was there i i didn't want that to be you know kind of going on so there there was really nothing that anyone couldn't see while while we're filming or even seeing the film there's i mean it is a horror movie but it, it's not terrifying so it's yeah. not not that graphic what i mean that's um, so perfect you know because my five-year-old niece everyone everyone was stuff so I, I felt everyone on set was you know felt comfortable about everything we did um, and even safety wise too. Um, but I didn't want there to be a, a, a nude scene in it. And actually I will, I will tell you, this is only a few people know which movie I'm talking about, but it, it's fine. Cause I'm not going to describe it, but one movie that I was in, well, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell another, we'll go back. But one movie I was in, I, I wrote in like the, the, it said, you know any any special requests when you you are as an actor in this movie, and I I believe there was going to be a, a nude scene that I was not going to be anywhere near it. You know wasn't my what I'm saying wasn't my part. My character wasn't around it. And I said, well, I just I just don't want to be there on that day because there's a lot of weird things that that go on. And I I said, well, I just don't want to be there that day. Um. You know, I I don't I don't want to be on the I don't want to sound like a diva, but I don't want to be on the, the call sheet. I just don't want to be there on that day. I I if something would ever go wrong, which I don't believe it would have, I I don't want you know 
someone to say that I was there that day. So right. understandable. Um, yep, that makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. So I, I think the movie didn't even didn't have anything in it. Anyways, I think it was it was changed, but not because of me. Um, so there was, we'll say in Macabre Mountain, when the the basically the version we used um, for there there was a part that was written. I I I didn't know it. I was written in there, and I was like, whoa. Um, there was a risque, we'll say, scene w w with me and someone else, and I, I said, um, we're gonna cut that out. <laughs> so there was actually a part that was a little risk, and I said, we're just gonna cut that out because I didn't want basically everyone in the audience to focus on that, like to think about that. I I want, um, this is like you know my first really lead role. In my first movie that I'm 100% uh, owner of, I didn't, I just didn't want that. I want to someone say, well, you know, his his character, his character was more um, like himself, right. right? So me personally, the the scene I I wouldn't be doing. Um, so I I wanted the character to be to be me, not not to give any spoilers but i'm i'm not super happy in 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 the movie you know I'm, I'm an fbi agent and sort of some things go wrong and i'm not like uh you know oh well um you know it it's you know all well, people died it doesn't really matter yeah there's other people in the world um you know I, i'm it's me thinking you know all oh, this this sort of sucks I'm i'm still doing my job but i'm not you know, I'm I'm not going to the Motley Crue concert after you know ten people died and having a great time and yeah. anything. No, you know things affect affect me, and I um like you know things things turning out correct. The the bad guys lose, good guys win. Yeah. So in the end, yeah. Just um before we wrap up here, I just have I yeah. think like one or two more questions. Where can the listeners watch Macabre Mountain? Is it going to any streaming services or is it solely DVD and Blu-ray purchases? So um, I will have the Blu-rays and the DVDs and I will review it again. Uh, I will be there both days. So Friday, October 13th, Cranford Theater, Cranford, New Jersey, we have 5.30 red carpet, 6.30 showtime, and then the following day, Saturday, October 14th, The Village at Sopac Theater, South Orange, New Jersey, 2.15 red carpet, 3.15, um, of course, PM is our showtime. You can contact me on Facebook to send me a direct message, and I'll answer back if you have any questions or want to purchase tickets. Or you can also contact Jeremy Hirsch on Facebook. And his email is jeremy at stagmountainfilms.com. He actually has the, the the physical tickets. And that's something cool we wanted to do, Jeremy and I, because this is this is short sort of his show. Um, this is his hometown show. Um, and basically what we're calling the East Coast premiere. Um, he has physical tickets that we hope to give everyone. So you have a little, you know, memento that's free that you can take home with you if you want to you know get some autographs on it from people there or you know whatever uh it's it's a little you know gift from us to mm. everyone because sometimes you, know, you buy something online and you don't you don't have a ticket like you there is no more tickets right like a right. lot of sports teams don't have tickets anymore i like to have the tickets mm. i have a bunch of tickets all over my damn house from things i used to go to you know concert tickets and everything well you don't get that too many places more so we want to have a cool ticket so he has the physical tickets he can mail them to you or we'll make sure that you have them there and that's also with the dvds and blu-rays so that will be basically the first opportunity to get your hands on the dvds and blu-rays is that um friday the 13th awesome awesome so I did uh, streaming. Well, streaming. You're asking me about streaming. Yes. Um, 
I haven't made that decision yet. Yes, it it will eventually get on to some platform um, in, in a you know few months, hopefully. I saw a post about Tubi potentially signing deals that if you're exclusive for that with them for a couple years, they give you a higher rate or something like that. So I'm going to explore that. We love um, Tubi. <laughs> I think Tubi's a, a, a Tubi's a great avenue for independent filmmakers such as myself right now. So absolutely, absolutely, we've we've stumbled upon a lot of good stuff on Tubi. Yes, yes. Yes, and it and it, it it's great. Like I said, for independent filmmakers, it's it's great, and I I believe that they they are fair with people on on their payouts. So, um, maybe in a couple months it will be Tubi, or uh, I have to see. Maybe maybe I'd go through Film Hub, and Film Hub um, would would get it onto Tubi. So. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. That's what we're looking at, but it, it'll be a few months. So and we'll keep an eye out for that, and we'll to, yeah, we'll if relay you the see me somewhere. I'll have them. So yep, and we'll days, relay the message to our listeners when it does come out to Tubi. If you know any whatever streaming service, if right? It does come oh, out, I appreciate that. We'd be happy to promote that at that time as well. Yep. So I'll have them there that weekend. Of course, the next weekend I'll be at the New Jersey Horror Con as a guest. Oh. in the guest area so i will have them there maybe not supposed to say that but i will say it for you, you guys heard it here first <laughs> i heard it there first so i will be there um atlantic city we'll be there new jersey all yeah. you okay we're having a great time then we'll so i'll be there, there three days friday yeah, saturday and sunday we'll have a great time you need to be there sunday too if you can um it's yeah. at the showboat the famous showboat we're back at the showboat yep and i think the dates are would be the 20th 21st and 22nd so i will have the dvds and blu-rays there you can come see me talk about the movie i will have them there we also have another showing scheduled it is november 4th mm. at main street movies movies five in newark delaware oh. and that's going to be saturday yeah saturday 7 p.m uh, we'll have awesome. more information. You you can you can direct message me about that, and um, we're gonna start basically um, promoting that more after the thirteenth and fourteenth. Right. Next month. Yeah. Keep us posted on that one because we have a lot of friends in the Maryland Delaware area that we're close with, so we'll definitely awesome. get the the word out there through. Awesome. That. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that, that's that's gonna happen. So um yeah you guys keep in touch with me about that all right well thank you so much for your time today xander and yeah he... thank you guys um i appreciate you very much i will see you, you you know uh less than a month yeah that weekend and then see you down at the new jersey horror con yes that's yeah. it you know life is good right right yeah. absolutely I am super, super excited for this premiere. I just, we're, we we're can't say enough. We're happy to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, we wish we, you know, met you even sooner so that we could be even a bigger part. But this is how things start. That's true. Well, develop. hopefully this won't be the last thing. You got it. I was hopefully just going to say any future thing, so. projects, you contact me and Jeremy and we'll be there, you know, sharing your Indiegogo, helping you out when you need awesome. it, promoting it on the podcast, you, your cast, your crew, whoever you want to send onto the podcast. And you know gonna, where to find us and we're definitely going to support it so you're you are like family awesome now. thank you i appreciate yes. you that's so, that's what indie movies are a part yes you got makes indie movies a part of the real world and come to light is you guys because we we need help we need you know donations we need indiegogo um you know support because these movies are very expensive to make and they don't necessarily make a ton of you know money uh we all hope to make the next terrifier but yeah 99 out of 100 times unfortunately we we don't have the the terrifier movie and um so they they don't always make back a bunch of money so we we, we appreciate people like yourself helping out and ultimately you need people you can trust that's, that's it that's something that's we it. love about 100 percent we trust you 100%. 100%.
So I appreciate that very much. I, I try to be trustworthy and honest person. You, Some people aren't. You are. I try to be that way. It, yes. It stands out anytime I see you, not only with Thank us, you. but your your interactions with everybody. You're very straightforward and you're pleasant. I could say, you know, on Jeremy Hirsch's episode that he did, he did say that about you. He he had nothing but glowing things to say about you, you know, the things that you brought to set and the fact that you made sure like hands down to fulfill every single Indiegogo campaign like donation he said yeah he said like one time that he saw you shopping at walmart to pick up picture frames for something for i i think that's what he said but something like he had nothing but yeah so things to say and we had already known that well of course yeah it was just nice to hear somebody else say it other than us all the time yeah for sure and it wasn't prompted or anything no so that made it even more special yeah so we yeah, so I'll, to... I'll tell you oh, what I was what I was doing. Yeah, I was going um because they said so people had paid to have their picture in the movie. So I was they're like, where's the picture frames for the pictures? I was like, Oh, I guess we don't have them. So I went to Walmart to buy them. But we ended up we ended up, I'll just tell you, we ended up putting them on on a refrigerator. So they're on a refrigerator with a magnet. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. So, so that's where the people's pick, you know, have your picture in the film. That's where they are. They're in a, on a refrigerator with a magnet. We did, we didn't use them in a, in a picture frame, but that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Little fun fact. Can't wait to look for those pictures in the premiere. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again for joining us, Xander. We can't wait to see you on the 13th and. And have you back on the podcast for your next movie. Absolutely. We're not rushing yes. you, but next movie, we can't wait to talk to you again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll have you guys more involved and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully next year, hopefully next year. Being, awesome. We can't wait to help uh, you promote it and movie. contribute yeah. and get the word out yep. and everybody make sure yep. you message Xander or Jeremy Hirsch to get those tickets to the premiere October 13th or 14th and join us. It's going to be so much fun. And real quick, if you haven't seen Massacre Academy, check that out. Kristen and I loved it. Yep. I have the copy downstairs. Yes. So, all right. So thank you so much again, Xander. And for everyone listening, we will see you next Monday. Bye guys. Bye.